So I think it's week 24. And we're bringing you some more. Oh! Pretty crazy podcast. Here we go. Melissa, what do you have for me this week? So, I'm going to be a little different in the way I tell this story. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. So, it's going to be, like, I'm not going to give you any hints of how this ends. Okay. And I'm not going to let you know if it's... Good or bad. Well, I was going to say... Topsy-turvy. True crime or paranormal, because it could... Oh. It goes around. Spooky ghosty. And if you guys hear any weird noises, Sophie is chewing her bone, and we've tried muffling it, but it's just not working. And she won't go away. (laughs) Such is love. Such is love. Look at Sam right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Our animals are uh, ready for the story. Okay. So, there's a family. Yes. Okay. So, there's Derek and Maria. Derek and Maria. And um, they have three kids. Their age ages are five, eight, and ten. Okay. Um, and they're kind of like a well-to-do family. So Derek works at an insurance company in Manhattan. Um, he had just recently made it. This happens in 2014. This this takes place. Um, so he made it to vice president of this insurance company. Ooh. Yeah, in Manhattan. So yeah, pretty up there. Big bucks. Um, so they decided to look for a new home and they look in Westfield, New Jersey. Um, I don't know anything about New Jersey. It's cheaper than Manhattan. (laughs) It is, but there are some areas in New Jersey that are, whew. Yeah. Right? See, but this is about 20 to 30 miles from Manhattan, um, which sounds like a lot, but like I, people commute from Jersey all the time. Yeah. I just don't know how far in New Jersey they usually commute, but it's New York City. I think people commute hours sometimes yeah and there so, might the subway still might reach out there so. it might if he takes that i don't i i have no idea you know who knows who knows so um derek's originally from maine and he moved to manhattan you know um to do this job and then his wife actually grew up in westfield new jersey so westfield new jersey is like a very uppity place okay um it is kind of like what you imagine rich people who work in Manhattan <laughs> would live in. Okay, so it was, like meet the meet the Cleavers? Yeah, so they kind of say it's like Mayberry. Okay. Um, and the, actually at this time in 2014, it was named the 30th safest town in America. 30th? I mean, that's, that's realistic enough. <laughs> We're going to tout. We're number 30. We're number 30. But, I mean, it is it is realistic enough compared to all of the towns in all of the United States. It's I know, a big, but big like, country. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, but I think they're just trying to show that 30th is up there. Yeah, for this story. I mean, relative, yeah. Relatively. It is extremely, extremely I'm safe. assuming something interesting happens for relative to number 30 safe place. I mean, really, I mean, obviously all of my stories take place in a place. Yes, but... And this is not safe? (laughs) Yes, this would not be a safe activity. Foreshadowing. Yes. I would not be telling this story if there was nothing to tell. (laughs) Yes, indeed. (laughs) 
Okay, so um, during our search, Derek and Maria found um, this huge house, and it was on six. It, it's um, number six fifty seven Boulevard, which um, was actually a few blocks away from where Maria had grown up, and her parents still currently lived in the neighborhood. So it wasn't very far. It was closest to his work. She, you know, had her family nearby. So perfect, perfect location. Yeah. Um. So this house is six bedrooms. It's nearly 4,000 square feet. Holy So it's crap. huge. That is huge. Um, and it was built in 1905. 1905, okay. So at this point, you know, it's almost 110 years old. It's, you know, it's kind of like a staple in the community because it's a huge house. It's right on this main, main street. Just, you know, imagine white picket fences and everyone being like, hi, neighbor, how are you? Yeah, bring a, bring a pie, set it on the windowsill. Right. Yeah, that's kind of a, I don't think this is more like the housewives of New Jersey type of thing. I think this is more like the, this is how, you know, housewives are supposed to act and blah, 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 oh, blah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um, there was very little minorities there. It was just very upper white waspy area. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not that race, race doesn't have anything to do with the story, but it's just kind of like you get a picture of, you know, Leave it to Beaver or, like you said, you know, yeah. Mayberry or, you know, Pleasantville. The Beaver Pleasantville. Cleaver murders. <laughs> the Beaver Cleaver murders. Okay. So, even though this house was... So, it was a, it was a really good house, but um, the people who listed it, they had a bidding war and um, this family won for one point... Like, $1.3 million on one website and one point four on a different website. Okay. I saw a lot more saying 1.4, so we're going to say 1.4 million. Yep. But once it gets over a million, like, splitting hairs here. <laughs> um, and so even though this house was well over a million dollars and it was a beautiful house, like you can see pictures of it on Zillow, um, I think still it might be the old, you know, setup of it. Um, they decided that they want to do some renovations just before they, you know, move in. Yeah. They still currently lived in a house. Um, so they were in the process of selling that or closing on that while this one, you know, they were going to do some renovations on it. Yeah. So here's where it gets interesting. Interesting. I'm going to have to sit up a little bit better for this. Hold on one second. All right. You got to situate better <clears throat> to hide your notes. Well, you can't read them, but. Yeah, I can't read them. They're too tiny, but. I also need to be able to read them because <laughs> this is going to be reading. So. Three days after closing, um, Derek went to the mailbox of the house to, you know, just see what kind of bills came in. It's a new house, so you still yeah, have some yeah, stuff. Yeah, you get excited for mail. I, I understand that. Do you want to tell everyone how you react with mail? I wait for the mailman, and it's mail time. I, I am Steve from Blue's Clues. I am Joe from Blue's Clues. I am every man from Blue's Clues, and I sing the mail song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He really, he, like... Is always going for that mail. I don't know why. I mean, most of our bills are online. But whatever. Makes them feel better. You would not like the mail at this house, though. Oh. So, um, Derek goes to the mailbox, and he finds this, like, weird envelope. And on it, it's, like, written in, like, big black, like, weird lettering. And it says, to the new owner. To the new owner. Okay. Okay. So, inside the letter. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Dearest new neighbor at 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. How did you end up here? Did 657 Boulevard call you to it with its force within? It did. 
657 Boulevard has been the subject of our family for decades now, and it approaches its 110th birthday. I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched it in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. I see already that you have flooded 657 Boulevard with contractors so that you can destroy the house as it was supposed to be. Tisk, tisk, tisk. Bad move. You don't want the 657 Boulevard unhappy. You have children. I have seen them. So far, I think there are three that I have counted. Are there more on the way? Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. Was your old house too small for the growing family? Or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. Who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each, each day. Maybe I am one. Looking, look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I, in, maybe I am in one. Look at any of the many windows in 657 Boulevard at all the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. Welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. Sign the Watcher. Yes. Good. <laughs> I am the Watcher. So watch. I listened to this on a podcast um, like months ago. And I was so freaked out. And it was before we bought the house. So I was like, when we moved in here, I was like, like peering around like, is there any creepers? Yeah. That's scary. No, that's not. Oh, well, you'll see. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's creepy. You don't think that's creepy? I mean, yeah, if it happened to me in real life, but yeah. I mean, I'm not creeped out now. <sighs> okay. So, um, Derek immediately calls the police. Yeah. Obviously. Well, yeah. Um, and then he, so like the police were like, okay, we'll look into it. And then he told his wife about this. They did hide it from the kids, you know, just to make yeah. sure everything seems right. So then that night they emailed the previous couple. Their names are the Woods. And um, to ask if they had received anything, anything similar, anything like that. And they said, oh, you know, we received a letter a couple weeks back, but we thought it was kind of nothing, so we threw it out. Okay, you know, whatever. Um, they didn't receive any, they never felt weird the whole 23 years that they lived there. They never really received anything until a couple weeks before they left. Um, nothing really out of the ordinary. Hmm. They even said, like, they didn't really leave their doors unlocked. Like, it was a very, very safe neighborhood. 30th in the country. 30th in the country. Um, so nobody really understood, like, you know, like, they're like, no, we don't, we don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So they saw a de- detective. His name was Detective Lugo. And he said to keep the letters quiet because, like, at that point, literally all their neighbors are suspects. Yeah. Could be anyone. Can't go around talking about that. Right, especially in a place where, you know, they're all probably up in each other's business. Yeah. You know. So, the Broadus family, that's the, you know, Derek and Maria. I don't know if I said their last name earlier. I don't think I did. The Broadus family. Broadus. So, they return to the house, you know, to kind of, like, do things here and there, you know. It's a creepy letter, but, you know, maybe some neighborhood kids were trying to scare them. Yeah. So they return back, and um, the mom felt pretty uneasy, and, like, anytime, like, the kids would, like, wander off in the yard, she'd call them back to be, like, you know, right by the, 
the outside my of the house. My babies! Please stay around. My babies. Um, but, you know, they, they were watchful. And um, two weeks after her initial letter, Maria stopped to check the mail one time. And in there was another letter. Letter two. This one's a little longer, so bear with me. Okay. Welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard. The workers have been busy, and I have been watching you unload carfuls of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. The house is crying from all the pain it's going through. You have changed it and made it so fancy. You are stealing its history. It cries for the past and what used to be in the time when I roamed its halls. The 1960s were a good time for 657 Boulevard. When I ran from room to room imagining the life of the rich occupants there, the house was full of life and young blood. Then it got old and so did my father. But he kept watching until the day he died. And now I watch and wait for the day when the young blood will be mine again. Have they found what is in the walls yet? In time they will. I am pleased to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought to me. You certainly say their names often. 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the halls, hallways of the house. Have you found the secret it holds yet? This is where it gets really creepy. Will the young blood play in the basement or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Will they sleep in the attic? Or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know which is, who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. All the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Who am I? I'm the watcher and have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you and it was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. I passed by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. And now you are too Braddis family, spelled incorrectly. <sighs> Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought you the past three families to 657 Boulevard and now it has brought you to me. Have a happy moving in day. You know I will be watching. You're my obsession. So at this point, um, they were like, fuck this. We are not staying there. Um, the letter also, they cut this part out. I couldn't find like the full letter anywhere. Um, but they knew the kids' names. Like they mentioned them. Yeah. And they even said, oh, the one, like let's just say kid number two, must be the artist of the family. And they have an easel in like the one room. Yeah. So they are really watching. Yeah. Oh man. So like it's so really peering in the windows. Um Ooh. Yeah. Which, you know, even if this is nothing, you know, how freaky is it to like know that they know your kids' names and like what they like, like to do and, yeah. and they're actually uh, paying attention. Whew. So um Several weeks passed. The family decided not to move in. The Broaddus family um, had sold their own home at this point. So, like, they're kind of, you SOL. know, SOL. But, mm. like I said, Maria's family lives up the, sh- up the street, not too far. Um, so, they decided to move in with her parents. Like, stay there for a while. But um, this house is very expensive. I mean, $1.34 million is um, a heavy mortgage. Yep. 
obviously. To not live in, yes. And, I mean, even if you are making Manhattan dollars as a VP of a company, it's still a lot of money. Yeah. So they start getting, you know, like really upset about it. They're like, hey, like, we can't even live here. We're paying probably 10 grand a month. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how much. Yeah. But let's just say. Yeah, let's just say. Um, and so, like, the, they go to the cops and they're like, what are we supposed to do about this? Well, um... Police looked into nearby sex offenders or even, like, people who might have lost out on the bidding of the house. Yeah. But um, they kind of, like, thought there might have been something weird with the neighbors next door. Huh. So they were called the Langfords, and um, there was an elderly woman, like, she was in her mid-90s, and her, I think it was six adult children still lived with her. Hmm. Um, so these would have been, like, you know, like, probably in their 60s-ish. Okay. 60s, 70s maybe even 50s depending on you know how late she had kids um and there is like one guy who lives next door like one of the sons his name's michael and he's a little off um the articles i read described him as boo radley like oh boo radley boo radley yeah pulling out the classics yeah um is there an atticus finch too maybe in the story yeah but um so he he ended up actually being schizophrenic um, but, like, they said that they don't think that he had the right mental state to write a letter that's that, you know, developed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, like, brought him in for questioning after the first letter. So, like, it would take a lot of balls to send, like, any, like, subsequent letters after that. Yeah. Especially if you know police are watching. But, um, so they moved in in the 1960s. And their father had passed away about 12 years beforehand. So it does kind of match with the, my dad watched, and then for the last two decades, I've been watching. So it does kind of match. Matchy, matchy. Yeah. um, But they, um, on the envelope, there was female DNA, and it didn't match him, obviously. Hmm. Yes. Unless he's... But, I mean, I don't know. It could be... I don't know. I don't know. DNA... I really like DNA evidence, but I feel like people rely a lot on DNA evidence whenever it might be just a, or an accident. The mail carriers. Yeah, it could have been anybody in like the and it wasn't um, like just put in their mailbox. It was like a local mail drop that they put these in. Oh. So like they took it to the post office. Yeah. And mailed it. So like it could have been somebody, but if it was on the inside of the envelope, it probably is the sender's DNA. Yeah. Which I'm sure they're not checking the outside because that would be kind of, yeah. you know, crazy. Yeah. We found the DNA of the person who sent it. <laughs> it was on the outside of the envelope. So um, the police said there was probably not a threat. And yeah. Derek was like, well, probably is not good enough yeah. for me. Um, he looked into, and he, like, apparently, like, went at night. He, like, staked out the place. He put cameras out. He thought about getting, like, big dogs and a security system and everything. But in the end, they were just like, you know, I don't trust it with my family. Um, so they hired a PI. Nothing really came back. They looked really heavily into the Langfords. They looked into, like, you know, contractors, people who used to work in the house. Yeah. Um, All, everybody. Everybody. So a month after the first letter comes letter number three. Oh, man. This one's a little shorter. Okay. I mean, this one's a good bit shorter. Short and sweet. So, 
Um, it says, 657 Boulevard is turning on me. It's coming after me. I don't understand why. What spell did you cast on it? It used to be my friend and now it is my enemy. I am in charge of 657 Boulevard. It is not in charge of me. I will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again. It will not punish me. I will rise again. I will be patient and wait for this to pass and for you to bring young blood back to me. 657 Boulevard needs young blood. It needs you. Come back. Let the young blood play again like, it, like I once did. Let the young blood sleep in 657 Boulevard. Stop changing it and let it alone. Hmm. So, I mean, it's kind of more like a... You know, come back to me. Come back. I want to be creepy to you. Baby, come back. Yeah, so stop sending letters. Right? Stop yeah, sending just, creepy letters. Just slaughter them and get it <laughs> over with. Um, so six months after purchasing the house that they never lived in, they decided they were going to try to sell it. But at this point, you know, gossip has gotten around. Yeah. Somehow it leaked out. Um, and instead of having a bidding war, nobody wants this house. Yeah. Um, it's a clunker. It's not going to work out very well. So um, in 2015, they decided to file a lawsuit against the Woods. The Woods is for not disclosing that they had a stalker. Yeah. It didn't work. They didn't get anything. Yeah. Um, the Woods say that they didn't know anything about it. They weren't, you know, aware of anybody trying to be, like, malicious or anything like that. They, they received, like, that one letter but thought it was junk. And even still, if it's associated with the house, yeah, that's your problem because you bought the house. Well, I guess they said that it wasn't disclosed. You don't have to disclose that. You don't. Have, yeah, they don't. They were like that. You should have disclosed it, like you would if it would flood the basement. Like no, you don't. You don't have to disclose that there might be a creep that lives next door. You don't have to. Yeah. Even if they know that there was a creep next door. Like this, this could be kids. This could be right. This could be attached to the wife. Like this, mm-hmm. you know this. This could like the woods wife is what I'm saying. This could be attached to the woods husband. This could be attached to you know not the place in general. Yeah. So and they. So I'm saying even if the woods got letters like these, mm-hmm. that hypothetically, you know, it's not. Yeah, it's just it's very hard to win a court case of you know letters yeah you know like it's, and you they're menacing proof. and they're creepy but like eh. yeah even if the woods like I don't yeah know. so um okay so eventually the neighbors um of the house came to the media and they said like how is this even a proper investigation nobody even came to talk to us about it so police didn't ask a lot of neighbors about it which i understand they were trying to keep things you know quiet but also, like, if you don't even get asked about it, yeah. which it turns out that somebody up the street from them also received a letter, but they oh. also threw it out because they were like, this is garbage, whatever. Yeah. So, um, that was only in one source that I saw in passing. Like, it didn't mm-hmm. even get, like... So, like, 659 got a letter. Yeah. Um, I'm doing odd houses this year. <laughs> Next year, I'm doing evens. Um, so while the police were staking it out, at one point a woman did stop in front of the house and, um, it turned out that her boyfriend had lived on the same street, like on the same block. And, um, it turns out that he was really into like really dark video games and the one game he played, his character's name was The Watcher. Oh. So they asked him down for questioning twice 
and he didn't show both times. But at this point, he they just kind of dropped it. They said, there's nothing we can do to force him to get to yeah. the question. And he didn't live there anymore. I guess he had moved out, or maybe it was his second home. These are rich people, so, you know, they probably have four homes. Yeah. Um, so they really couldn't do anything further to that. So at this point, you know, we're three creepy letters in, and they aren't living there, and they have no idea who's doing it. So they're like, you know, we're going to try to recoup some money. Um, So they were going to put it back on the market. No takers again. Um, But their real estate agent was like, hey, what if we split the property into two? And then, like, developers can build two houses. And then they'll be more likely to be, like, two $500,000 houses. Or more likely to sell than one $1 million house. Yeah. But the city or the town blocked it. Because um, the lots had to be exactly 70 feet wide. Like, that was, like, their ordinance. Yeah. And if you would split it in half, they would be 67 feet. Oh, man. And they refused to grant it. Meanwhile, up the street, somebody else did it, and it was a much bigger difference. It might have been, like, 50 feet. And they granted it to them. Oh, wow. So, like, the whole town blocked this. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, after, like, a bunch of people were like, oh, you know, I don't want this to happen. Um, so, yeah, the planning board completely would not grant the exemption for the case um, just because of the three feet. Oh. Like. Yeah. Um, so, it's, and I understand, like, they probably didn't want to tear down, like, this, like, ancient house that was beautiful. But at the same time, like, these people are trying to sell their house. They own it, and they can't sell it because of creepy things. Yeah. You could grant an ordinance for three feet. Yeah. Or six feet total. Whatever. You know. Yeah. And just build a smaller house. Let the people get some help. Right. They need some help. So eventually they do rent it out. Um, They're able to rent it out to a couple that have like older children. I think they were adult children and two really, really big dogs. Um, And in their lease, they even put like, if more letters come, you can feel free to, you know, break the lease. Um, they didn't end up breaking the lease, but two weeks after they move in, letters come. A letter comes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so this letter is addressed to the vile and spiteful Derek and his wretch of a wife, Maria. Oh. You wonder who the watcher is? Turn around, idiots. Maybe you even spoke to me, one of the so-called neighbors who had no, who has no idea who the watcher could be. Or maybe you do know and are too scared to tell anyone. Good move. I walked by the news trucks when they took over. My neighborhood mocked me. I watched as you, as you watched from the dark house in an attempt to find me. Telescopes and binoculars are wonderful inventions. 657 Boulevard survived your attempted assault and stood strong with its army of supporters barricading its gates. My soldiers at the boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders. All hail the watcher. Maybe a car accident. Maybe a fire. Maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away. That makes you feel sick day after day after day after day. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet. Loved ones suddenly die. Plane cars and bicycles crash. Bones break. Hold on. I think it ends in bones break, but my computer won't go down anymore. <laughs> Give me one second. 
Anticlimactic. Yeah, it ends with bones break. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. So, in July of 2018, they finally were able to sell the house for $959,000, and the new owners wished to stay anonymous. Hmm. Interesting. So, let's talk about a couple of little theories here. Okay. The long con. The long con. 500 grand. Bidding war. Here's, here's the thing. I mean, would you write four letters for 500 grand? Yes, I would. <laughs> well, I mean, but it was also four years later, too. Yeah. They could have bought it earlier than that. Yeah. If you're talking about people who are waiting for the house to go on sale. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying the, yeah, but. I, I, I get what you're saying, I do, but I think that after they're trying to sell it on the market and they're like, their proposal was, you know, blocked. Yeah, you could have offered them that. That's when you could have offered it. Like, hey, I'll take it for, you know, I really like this house. I'll take it. Like, no problem. So I don't, I don't think it was one of them. Yeah. It could have been. Um, well, that would have looked pretty suspicious, so maybe that's why they waited. Yeah. So, um, the other thing I didn't mention, because it was kind of in, in passing, um, was there was a neighbor behind them that had, um, like, lawn chairs facing that house. Mm. But, I mean, I don't know. Our chairs face out. Yeah. So, I don't really think that's that weird. Yeah. They would have been an earshot for the names, though. Our neighbor across the street watches us. Yeah, for sure. He's the watcher. He's creepy. Um, so they did mention that, but I kind of felt like that was kind of like a, like, okay, so these people have their chairs not facing their house. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but like it had, so the, the dad realized that it had to have been somebody within like, like surrounding the house and the, where the easel was, there's only like maybe two or three houses that could have potentially seen it because you can it's blocked from the street yeah so it'd have to be either the langford's house langford's house like the house behind them or like the house like right behind like the main house so it had to have been one of them the langford's it it matches too much for me yeah that's kind of a weird coincidence maybe it's a frame job it's well he's very he's schizophrenic and like that doesn't mean you're stupid though yeah no it doesn't it doesn't mean you're stupid so i mean he could he could be schizophrenic he and could still have smart breaks, enough to clarity yeah clarity breaks or like personality shifts that he does this and i kind of feel like the way the letters are written it sounds like somebody with schizophrenia like like they associate with the house like they Kind of like a ghost servant of the house. Yeah, like they think that they belong to it. That was what I was feeling like, you know, ghost servant and kind of like go through the walls and the house like drains the blood and like lives on the energy and the house is alive. Right, and like when they look through the, like they did like, um, like, I don't know what it is, like radar and they didn't see anything in the walls. It's not like there were bodies buried in the walls. Yeah, it's kind of Which when I first heard the story, like I was like, there's going to be some shit in the walls. There's going to be a dead dog. <gasps> but um, instead, like there's nothing in there. So it is like kind of ghostly. Like, you know, yeah. I like, I feed off of the energy of children and like the woods is like their children were grown. So maybe it was time for like new fresh blood to come in. Um, at one point, a neighbor did say, like, oh, it's good to have young blood in the neighborhood again. Yeah. And, like, it was just, like, an offhanded comment, but they were kind of like, 
That's interesting. Well, that 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 phrase, I'm I'm not sure. So where we come from, young blood is not really used as much as it could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I kind of imagine it as youngins, like, young folk, young people. Yeah. Is used more than young bloods. I can kind of see it though from like middle-aged white ladies. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so I nice think... to have some young blood back in this house. Yeah, I think the young blood should definitely be the ones fixing this country. <laughs> um. So I mean, I I don't know, but then the one thing that got me. Well, not the one thing, but they blocked the proposal. Yeah. And then he said, like, my, my like, army of people, you know, like, stood with me. What if the neighborhood was fucking with them? Yeah, I mean, that, that could very well be. But What if they were like, we don't like these people? I mean, Maria's family was from the neighborhood. Like, maybe they didn't like them. Yeah, they, they probably knew Maria from when she was a kid. Yeah, like, I mean, there could be, like, a weird, creepy thing where they just hated her. Yeah. Which, earlier today, when I was talking to Jason and his mom and grandma, I told them about my neighbors growing up, and they were terrifying. Like, the, one, the dad killed my dog, poisoned my dog, and the mom would stare in our windows. <laughs> she would wear a tassel cap in the middle of winter for people not in Pittsburgh. I don't know what you guys call them. Tassel caps are apparently not a thing. Yet. Uh-huh. They're not called that anywhere else. Uh-huh. What are they called? Like, a, what would you call it? Like a winter hat with a little poof on top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's apparently a Pittsburgh word. Oh, okay. I didn't know this. Anyways. I, I don't know what they're called. Those hats. The hats. Um, and she would just stare in our windows. So, like, I understand creepy fucking neighbors. Yeah. Um, and I could understand a neighborhood that, you know, if they're very close-knit and they're very, you know, traditional, like, maybe they did gang up. The other possibility that I'm going to potentially debunk is that they realized the house was too expensive and they wanted to find a way out of it. Yeah. But they ended up fucking themselves hard if that was the case. It's true. 500 grand. Yeah. And I mean like they also had to pay like property taxes during that time. Yeah. They had rent go out the window or mortgage go out the window. That's true. Um, if that was the case, it did not work out for them. Some people said, like, you know, maybe they were trying to make it, like, another Amityville, Amityville hoarder, hoarder, Amityville horror house. Oh. <laughs> because yeah. that house sold for, like, a lot more after. Yeah, but you don't do that with a $1.4 million yeah, house. Yeah, I know. You do that with a maybe $200,000 And you house. wouldn't have, like, wouldn't you look at your finances before you buy a house that's too much money? Yeah. But um, but it is kind of amazing that, like, they were upset about paying mortgage, but, like, they were living with her parents, so, like, they would have had to pay that mortgage regardless. Yeah. I mean, I'd be upset with paying it, but you'd be financially able to if you were financially able to pay it. Yeah, but regardless. you're still cramped in, in a house with... Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that it's, like, ideal, but I don't understand why they were complaining about money when they would have been paying that regardless. They weren't paying rent in two places. Yeah. No, the the money is a sunk cost. Right. Like, it's it's not... But they seemed really upset about the money part. And I understand the money, you know, you're upset that your money's going to, like, nothing. Um, yeah, you, you kind of see it like you're burning it. Yeah. But they're not losing more money than they would have if they lived there. Yeah, you're locked in. Right. 
So that's kind of where I get a little like, well, maybe they did do it for money. And like, if they would have cut it into two subdivisions, they could have sold it for more than, you know, 1.4 million. Yeah, sometimes like 800,000, 800,000. Yeah. So, um, look at him being like a little baby here. Um, so there's like a bunch of different things. It was never solved. I'm sorry for always having these unsolved cases. Yeah, geez, Melissa. I was really going to do one that was solved today, but then, um, I I was like, "Mm, I'm going to save that for a different time. But, um, the other, the last possibility is that maybe there was a creepy entity. (gasps) Maybe. I mean, maybe the house is... Maybe it's Maybelline. (laughs) I mean, this one is so far-fetched. But, I mean, like, what if it is haunted and there's, like, a creepy old, like, old taker that, like, writes these letters for the house? I think that you should get the fuck out of my house. (laughs) I mean, that one, I mean, that's, that's pretty far, you know, down the spectrum of what probably is true. You young whippersnappers. But, um, you know, maybe they wanted to get attention. But, like, they never lived even a day in the house. Yeah. So, So, like, I really feel like it probably was not them. I think I'm leaning more towards either the schizophrenic neighbor. Yeah, I think with clear breaks, yeah. Yeah, or, like, his siblings might have... They're adult siblings living with their mom in the same house. All of them. Like, all of the adult siblings in their 60s. Did, Did they do a writing analysis on it, or was it typed? It was, t- I think it was typed. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Um, but, uh, because they probably would have. Yeah. Ow, Sam, don't bite me. Well, then did they do, like, a grammar analysis? There were a couple of gra- grammar grammar mistakes, but nothing. You know what I mean? Like, like phrasing. Oh, and yeah. It, and that it's the same well, person that wrote all. So, all they did have a, um, actually the person who Clarice was based off of. Yeah. In Silence of the Lambs, um, did profile, and they said it was somebody who was very like fantastical with reading, and you know imagination, mm. just because of like the way it it reads, kind of like they're like in the house and like they're like this like entity. Yeah, kind of like we were saying. So I should be I should be able you know be able to do that. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it just kind of like is this weird thing, and like there's been no letter since then. The people who live there are completely anonymous now. Um, they, they don't want anyone to know who they are. I guess people come up and knock on the door, but like nobody answers. And yeah, people have said like, you get like a spooky feeling like, like driving past it, but it's just cause you know, like somebody was watching the people there. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I notice things that our neighbors do. I don't know across the street. Let me tell you guys, we should do a story (laughs) about the people across the street. They, um, they're so weird. But I don't even know who lives there. <laughs> I know one lives there. There's like a dreadlocked dude, a blonde haired, somebody cracked out. She is cracked. There's a baby, I guess sometimes. I've never seen the child, but I've only seen the child's seat. Yeah, and there's like a bike, kid's bike. Yeah, and there's like the little that kid car chairs. that never moves. Yeah. And like the other day I saw them putting a car seat into that white van. Oh, yeah? But then no kid. Oh man. I don't know. That's for the drugs. You gotta you gotta move the drugs in the car seat. It was weird, dude. Um but I don't know what their strap names are. Your or coke up. <laughs> gotta strap your coke up so it's safe. Um so 
But, like, even, like, next door, like, I know that they have a dog, and I know it's a girl and a guy, and, like, if you watch your neighbors enough, like, you can learn shit about them. Yep. And be creepy. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But, I mean, in 2014, like, I would have had a camera. Just, like, put up a fucking fence. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so what do you think about that story? Uh, it was a good story. I enjoyed it. Uh, if, if we had, like, a crackling fireplace... And you had, like, a flashlight Ooh. and, like, yeah, some s'mores and stuff. The first time I heard it, I was really creeped out. I yeah, mean, I'm still, I'm still a little creeped out about it just because, like, people can, like... Like I said, like, I know... I can figure things out about my neighbor. Like, what if people are, you know, looking at us? Yeah, they are, but... And our neighborhood is kind of, like, that quiet... <laughs> yeah, same. Similar, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have a potential drug druggie across the street, but, like... Even they're quiet for the most part. Yeah, I mean, whatever they want to do. They're not mean or anything. Yeah, they don't. There was that one time they had the screaming shot. Or screaming. Screaming shot. Yeah. Screaming match, but like. Well, it was short lived, so. It was short lived. It was like one Saturday morning. As long as there's not gunshots and they don't bring it. Bring, you know. Yeah. If they can do their drug deals in quiet, that's (laughs) fine. I'm okay with Watch that. them not be drug addicts. Like, watch them, like, have Yeah, never be the chillest. Drugs. Yeah, watch me be bros with them eventually. <laughs> it's okay. I'm okay with that. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was a really creepy story. And it's true crimey because, I mean, like, it is harassment and stalking. Yeah. But no murder this time. No murder this time. I decided that to keep we it know murder of. free. Oh, that we know of. That we know of. But, I mean, they could have had four kids and the story just told them. <laughs> and they're like, shit. Like, keep it on a deep. What happened to Kenzie? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Fuck Kenzie! <laughs> we lost Kenzie. She's in the basement. Shh, 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 they told us not to go to the basement. Three. Three kids. Three kids. <laughs> three kids. Three kids. Two. Two. <laughs> shit. Shit. Um, yeah, so that's it for... Oh, I wanted to give my sources real quick. Before I forget, because I did steal... I mean, I didn't steal it. I used sources... But, like, the cut um, literally had all of this information. Um, they had a really good long story about it. Yeah. So, the cut, the Washington Post, Inked Magazine, Unsolved Mysteries, NBC, um, and then also Reddit. <laughs> all right. I'd like to cite my sources, too. Yeah. Uh, Robin Williams. Uh, Dave Chappelle. You did sing Weird, Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al Yankovic. Edge. Can't ever pronounce his name correctly. I'm sorry, Weirdo. Weirdo Yankovic. Love me. Itch. Or Yankovic. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry, Weirdo. Love me. Love me. So Uh, and that's my sources for today. Oh, good. Um. So before we get into your corner. Oh. Is there anything else going on? I mean. Uh, not not much going on. Uh, just waiting for my corner. You know, hiding my (laughs) corner with my dunce cap on. I'm just pushing his corner back. Push my corner. Pushing me in a corner. Oh. In weird news that if we listen to this in a year from now, the Redskins changed their name to the Washington football team. Washington football team! We don't know what their name is yet. That is the closest NFL team to us. And I don't like them. I didn't like the Redskins. But the Washington football team has to be the laziest. Yeah, you can actually say, go team, go. And it's and true. And it will be accurate <laughs> and true. Um, Jason's mom and grandma came and visited us this weekend. Yeah, that was We good. saw dolphins. We actually saw dolphins. So we went out good. on a boat and there was like a big, it wasn't a pot of dolphins. because they, they just, call them groups now. Groups. 
Groups is the correct term. And we saw baby dolphins. And apparently you can tell a dolphin by its its fin. Yeah, their dorsal fins are different, which these are things I didn't like finger, know. Fingerprints and their eyeballs can move separately. Yeah, their eyeballs are, are Which makes sense because their brains are separated into two separate yeah. parts. I read an article once that half of their brain shuts off to sleep at any given time. Like, which you makes, know, like, makes complete freaking sense because yeah. you don't want predators come up in you and eat right. you. Um, but dolphins are majestic little little fuckers, so yeah. I was extremely excited. My my seasickness wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a great trip, and uh, we have friends coming next weekend, and we're excited about that. Yeah, that should be fun. Maybe they'll be on the podcast, depending on how things pan out, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay, I guess it is time... Jason's Corner. Jason's Corner. Are you gonna are you gonna do like an intro to Jason's Corner? Jason's Corner. Jason's Corner. Oh yeah. Wow. Big Div Productions. Big Div Productions. That was that was worldwide, something. Worldwide, worldwide. <laughs> okay. Okay. Have at so it. here we go. All right, I have a few questions lined up. I thought of some while I was doing that. Oh. So here we go. <laughs> Even better. Even better. So the devil comes down from Georgia. He was looking for a show to steal. He's challenging you at his show. Okay. To a game Wait, of your choosing. He's not looking for a soul to steal? He's looking for a soul to steal. You said a show to steal. Yeah, he's, he's stealing the show. Oh, okay. With your soul. Okay. And he's stealing both. Okay. And he's challenging you to a game of your choosing. A challenge of your choosing. Anything you want. Mm. Okay. But it but you get to choose the game that, that you have to beat him in. But he is all talented. Mm. But you have to think what you're best at to beat him at. What do you think you can beat him at? Go. All the lyrics to all the Panic of the Disco songs. Mm, every single one that's a good one every single Panic of the Disco song that's, that's a good one I know every single lyric to every single song that they have ever recorded ooh what if he knows the untitled ones the ones never recorded well those aren't like on an album so I don't think those count ooh what if he knows the dirty ones no I would go by album re- like by released albums what if he knows them backwards I still know them what if he's like <laughs> I guess the devil would know the lyrics but, I mean, in that case, he would win at anything. I, I know. I'm just, I'm just teasing. But I, okay, so I could be, like, if he was on the same level as other people. Yeah, I'm just saying. 100%. If he, if he was like, if he was like, we're, we're just saying he's at like 80% capacity at something. Mm-hmm. Like, like he has 80% proficiency. Because that's pretty good. Yeah. We're going to say that's pretty good. And you have to beat him at 80% of something. Well, I mean, like. So Taylor Swift, her new album just dropped two days ago. Yeah. So I can't say that I know all of the words to all of Taylor Swift, but I know every single lyric and I'm going to go even further. I know all of the, the solos and I usually hum along to the solos of like the guitars and the drums. Okay. And like synth beats and stuff. Yeah. So Panic! The Disco lyrics. Yeah. What about you? Not being the devil. 
You're going to challenge him to not being the devil. Yeah. Fuck, I win. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, um... That's not a game. I know, that, that's not a game. Um, I think I might challenge him to a rap battle, just so I can hear 80% proficiency of the best rap of all time before he takes soul. my soul. Well, I mean, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out swinging, right? Well, okay. So, I mean, so, wait. I'm going to lose at 80% of everything because I can't do anything 80%. You could do something 80%. I can't. You've heard Tenacious D with the, their song with the devil. Yeah. That, I mean. And I can't do 80% of anything. <laughs> you can. You I can, can't. You can probably do 100%. What do you think I can do 80% of? Um, Suck an ass. Chase, um, getting Sophie to come to you. That's true. She might choose me over the devil. She would definitely choose you over All the right. devil. All right. Getting Sophie to love me. Yeah. Getting Having Sophie's her love. to choose one or the other. Getting pet animals to love. <laughs> yeah, fair. Animals to love. Except for Sam. Sam loves me. Yeah, Sam would be like, devil. Sam would be like, will he pick me up? Yeah. Right now, Sam is just... Oh, dude, look, he's as long as my leg. Yeah. Um, he's so, just splayed out next to so me. So I think, yeah, taming animals would be my, my, my ability. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. And I think if I if I failed, I would just cry my soul to sleep. <laughs> be like, oh my goodness. So what are your other questions? Um, I think uh, I'm going to save the other one for another day. Okay. And, uh, hmm. <laughs> If you had to fight a hundred little dachshunds or hundred dachshund-sized people or one person-sized dachshund, which would you fight and why? A hundred's a lot. Ten dachshund-sized people. Okay. Um, do they have weapons? They can make weapons. They're like they're like the people in. Uh, what's that, what's that book? Is that uh, some travels? Gulliver's travels. I don't know. Oh, okay. I know who Brew Radley is. You should just be proud of that. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not as well read as some people. So. Um, I I. Mm. Ten Sophie-sized people. I could take ten Sophie-sized people, but I don't think I could take a Sophie, a person-sized Sophie. I think I could take a person-sized Sophie. What do you think? But I'd rather take ten... Small people. Ten small people. Yeah, so I'm in agreement there. But no, I mean, like, she is smaller than most newborn babies. Yeah, I could just kick them. Right. We're just saying these people are really elongated, with really long feet. And I would laugh at the feet, the thought of having them really long torsos, <laughs> and their belly buttons would be really stretched out. They look like me. Funny. I have a long torso and short legs. Yeah, but you—they would have like three foot long torsos. <laughs> It'd be ridiculous. It'd be f- terribly funny. Hmm. Okay. And now. And now you have one act of kindness, in your life. That is getting you into heaven that you have done in the past. That I've already what, done. That you have already done. Oh, shit. Or that you want to do. Oh, damn it. What do you think it is or is going to be? You go first. Get you into the pearly gates. Uh, I think it is going to be 
this thing I did, like, on some shitty day, like, you know, when was that? Oh, shit. Oh, that was, like, fucking February 17th, like, what, 2017? Uh, if you're talking about the day we got married, it was 2018. Oh, yeah, that shitty day. <laughs> Exactly. Doesn't even know our anniversary. Oh, that was shit. So shit. I got. I can't remember it. Oh, and why are you going to heaven, heaven for that? Cause you know, I just did such a great thing. <laughs> you did um not divorce me as I was. That's right. Puking my guts up. That's so great of me. <laughs> I deserve a medal. I was gonna say one day I'd like to like, a be a victim's advocate for like rape victims, but. Yeah. You know. Well, you mean sexual assault victims. Or sexual assault victims, yes. That's a term. It is a term. That's the term now. Thank you. I'm I'm up. I'm hip. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm cool now. I think I would like to do that someday. But I, mean, I have rescued animals. I mean, we rescued Sam. I from... think I think if I had more time, like, so this is saying, like, if I had more time on this planet mm-hmm. and I wasn't so, like, gung-ho for myself and stuff... I would work for a nonprofit, like for accounting and stuff, mm. and that would be that would be good to get like a good basis of stuff. It's not a credit union because fuck credit unions. Well, I'm just saying, like for like uh, Red Red Cross or something like that. Yeah. And the blood bank. Yeah, or or the blood <laughs> bank, and and like you'd have, you'd have time to learn the basics. Yeah. And like, if we had infinite time on this planet, and they wouldn't care so much if you screwed up, because guess what. They're non-profits. Right. So, so like, you'd, you'd be able to have that time to learn, and you're not pushing it for shareholders. That's true. Like, or stakeholders. You know, there there is a difference. hmm And, you know, shareholders are stakeholders, but stakeholders are not shareholders, necessarily. hmm You know. Okay. So, anyway, I think that would be a good thing that I could do that also fits my interests. But I think that's noble. I think that's a good good cause. Yeah, or I think I'd be something like Patch Adams or, like, you know, go around telling kids jokes or entertaining kids, you know, like, to make them happy when they're having trouble. You yeah. Know, I, I think, I think uh, bringing joy or, you know, utilizing my talents to help others is something that I'd like to do if I had more time um, because, well, that's... I think we're on this earth to help each other, but, you know, sometimes we're not necessarily put in a position to do that, and sometimes we are. Yeah. Um, I agree. So, you know, we do the best we can with what we're given, and sometimes we're put in the situation to do that, and sometimes we aren't. I think that's very noble, Jace. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not put in a position to do that, so. Yeah. Well, you're only 30. <laughs> Yeah, but some kids have, some people have conquered the world. Yeah, some people. Kids have already made millions. Some people. Like, at 16. We could do it at 32. Yeah, we could. <laughs> um, well, I think that's it for today's episode. Yep, Jason's Corner is closed. Good questions, good questions. Um, so if you like us, you can subscribe. Um... We also have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
Uh, like I said last week, not really sure of the content to put on these things to, you know, really be interesting. So if you, if you want to post anything, you can post things or, um, if you have comments, questions, we're open to things. We do this for funsies. So, um, you know, I'm open to suggestions or if anyone wants to hear a story or anything for Jason's corner. <laughs> yeah. Things you want me to ask or um, answer. But, yeah, I think that's it. Or impressions you want me to do. <laughs> yep. That's All right. true. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.